there guys and welcome to another fantastic episode of Murray Musings, your one-stop shop for Andy Murray content, your favourite Andy Murray podcast, your only Andy Murray podcast. How are we all doing today guys? I'm here with my amazing co-hosts Peter and Scott. You guys alright? Yeah, doing you know, pretty well. You know what? I'm doing alright. I'm a wee bit tired. Can I like talk about how tired I am? Sure. Like, I'm, you must. I'm just a bit sleepy. Like, And also like... You guys must be devastated. So at the moment, folks, like, we're sitting on call recording this, but, like, I don't have my camera. I don't have my webcam. So, like, Claire and Peter can't see my wonderful face. Like, so... It really is a tragedy. They, they can only hear my voice, my lovely dul- dulcet tones at the moment. Mm-hmm. So I actually feel quite sorry for you guys. And I'm just quite tired at the moment, you know? I'm quite... Oh, it's, you know, it's raining outside. It's, you know... I've Are you tired? Working. Are you tired from being so famous and so recognised. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I mean, what it is? shall we? Uh, right, let's. Is that a good enough segue, Scott? Uh, you know what? That that was quite that was quite a smooth segue. You know I what? Know, this is clear. This is why we this is why we trust you with the intros uh, on my meetings because you're so good at just you know crowbarring those segues like out of nothing almost. Um, it's, it's just it's just how I roll. It's how I roll. It's quite skillful. It's quite a talent. Um. So yeah. <laughs> let's talk about that uh yeah we, we we're not we're not gonna we're not gonna sit here and we're not gonna bore peter too much with nottingham chat because you know what what was that two weeks ago now or was that was that week was that two weeks ago was that two weeks ago that now? was a week ago it, well it was it we it we got back on what was it like for, yeah it was just over a week ago yeah we got back yeah, yeah. about that about that so yeah, it's, it's been a while, and we, and, we, and we have chatted to Peter about, you know, every single minuscule detail, and we have chatted a little bit on our last episode about it as well. But one thing that we didn't mention on our last uh, interview episode uh, was me, yeah, me and Claire got recognised uh, in the crowd at Nottingham. Um, <laughs> I still want, can't believe it happened. Just, like, <laughs> so it was really, really random. We were sitting watching... So we were watching Tiafo and Marchenko uh-huh. and obviously I spent the entire match sending evil dirty looks to Marchenko because I hate him. Yeah. And um at the end of the match, we obviously we'd made a lot of noise cheering for Tiafo. I think our voices were probably quite well heard. Mm-hmm. Um and at the end of the match, uh these two guys, well it was a, a like a, a father and son mm-hmm turned round to us and said, oh, are you the podcast people? I don't know about you, I don't know about you, Claire, but I like literally was, I had to do a bit of a double take. Do you know, like I was well, just I like, looked over my shoulder to see who he was talking to. Yeah. I thought someone was trolling us. I thought, I thought David Law was sitting over my shoulder. Or, <laughs> you know, I, Love I, it. I, I thought Rothenberg himself had appeared on, in the stands. I actually thought it was Pavy G who was sitting You thought Pavy G was just chilling up there as well. I thought, you know, <laughs> yeah. I thought like there was other members of Tess where I was just chilling around us, yeah. like who run their own podcast. <laughs> And that they were talking to someone else, but no, yeah, no, they, they, they were, they were talking to us, which I, yeah, I was, I was stunned about, and they, so I think, I'm, I, I'm curious if they would have recognized, like, there's no way, like, there's no way they would have, rec- the only way that they would have recognized is if they, is, 
because they've been following our account, right? Yeah, uh, and I think... We posted a yeah, photo, is that right? Yes, yeah, and I think that's what the... So, in, in typical, like, father-son fashion, um, the, <laughs> the, the, the father kind of embarrassed his son in a, a bit because he was like, oh, he's such a big fan. He loves Andy Murray. He's listened to all of your podcasts. And, <laughs> and the boy went really quite like, I've listened to some of them. <laughs> <laughs> Which you Not know, you, for clarity. Which you know what, like that's absolutely fine. Like we love that. We love like listen, listen. Like I'm, I full respect to anyone who's listened to even like a minute of us on any episode. Right? Yeah, <laughs> totally buzzing off the fact that because this is what Scott and I were saying. We were like, this is a person. These are two guys uh-huh. who we don't think we know from Twitter. No, I don't think so. So it's like this is these are people. This is a person who's listening to us. Yeah. Who hasn't like connected with us on Twitter previously. No. So it's not like people that we already know. Yeah. And have yeah. that sort of tennis Twitter relationship with. This is like a brand new person. I know. So we were so excited. We, 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 so we, so let's let's get into the embarrassing, like the embarrassing part of this. Is that like it, they might be listening now? Who knows? Like his dad says he listens. And if to every you episode. are listening, thank you so much yeah, for recognising us. Major, major thanks for like listening to us because again, we're stunned whenever anybody listens to us, really. Um, and also, like, I, I feel like we, yeah, we're sorry as well because oh my god, yeah, like we only realised after we were like, oh, see you later, guy. Hopefully, like, connect with us on Twitter. Send us our send us DM or something. We, we, we never even asked your names. Like name. we, we did yeah. not ask your names at all. So we actually we actually don't don't know your names. And like like we were walking away and when we realised we were like they think, Oh my gosh, they're gonna think we're such assholes. <laughs> we yeah, like, like we promised we were just I was so overwhelmed yeah. with the fact that someone that I don't know has listened to yeah. our little podcast. Yeah, literally, literally. I was just like, oh my yeah. gosh. Like, we actually, you know, somebody listens, somebody listens to it, you know? <laughs> um, like, okay, yeah, to clarify. Like, we were we were just so hyped that, you know, uh, this like that we'd actually met somebody who who listens to us. We were so happy that you came up to us and like had, we, had like a wee chat with us. And we really, yeah, we really enjoyed yeah. Our conversation and with you. I think I think they said they're going to battle the Brits. Aren't I think they, they? Yeah, I, th- I think they said they're going. So, I think they said they're going to battle the Brits. I think I think so. I think they're going to battle the Brits. I think they're going to. I think they might have been at Queens this week. And I think. Yeah, yeah I think they were. I think Queens, they said yes. they were also going to Wimbledon. So they got big fans. Yeah, I think big you get fans. tickets. Yeah, big Animal fans. I mean, so if if you guys happen to be at Wimbledon on Friday the ninth of July, mm-hmm, give us a mm-hmm. shout because Scott and I will be there absolutely. sitting on Muddy Mound, absolutely wandering around, drinking our pims and wandering cheering around. on Andy Murray in the semi finals. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. we'll, we'll get to Wimbledon. We'll get to Wimbledon. We'll get to Wimbledon. But um. But no, generally speaking, yeah, if, if you are listening, who, know, who knows if you are or not, you might have been put off after me and us. Um, <laughs> you might have been, who knows. Um, yeah, thank you so much for, for, for even listening to any of our episodes for any amount of time. Like, like, again, we're always stunned whenever anybody actually like gives us any feedback and, and things like that. So yeah, it was really, really appreciated. And you made us feel cool. So <laughs> Yeah, you really did. You made us even feel like celebrities and uh, even although Joe gave us such a hard time yeah, afterwards. Yeah, we, we yeah, we, we met Joe for the first time in person uh down there and we met we met Emily as well. Um but like yeah Joe 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 and Emily were enjoyed that, didn't they? They enjoyed just giving yeah, us Yeah, they really did. Giving us yeah, some stick. Yeah. Uh but um <laughs> 
but yeah, no, that we we wanted to start by saying that because like we wanted to start by like you know get, get giving get giving our two our two you know our, our biggest fans biggest fans <laughs> yeah like well you know, the only two <laughs> fans that we actually know um a, a wee shout out because yeah we we have been feeling intensely guilty that we didn't <laughs> we didn't even ask some names oh my gosh uh, that's all right that's all right hopefully you forgive us and again thank you thank you for tuning in um. But yeah, Nottingham was fantastic. Like, which, and like, it's just a real shame, Pierre, that you just weren't there. Like, I, it's a real like... shame. <laughs> it's a shame Andy wasn't there too. Oh, oh wow! Right, wow! That um, that uh, yeah, that, that uh, that that did hurt. Yeah. So obviously, we initially booked tickets, uh, to go to Nottingham to see Andy, and then obviously, yeah. Obviously, Andy didn't play. Uh, didn't play there. Uh, we were getting ready to go, and you know what we did? Let's be honest, Claire. Let's be honest. We did consider not going, didn't we? we yeah, did, for like for like three hours after he made did. his made his announcement. Yeah, we Scott did. and I were like, "Should we just fuck it off? We, Should we just not bother?" Because it was, but then I, I do think like a combination of <laughs> the fact that we were going to meet our, some friends down there, which was really cool, uh, and also some good some good tennis, like. But also, I think there was a sense of like, if we don't go, people are gonna bully us uh, for being yeah. your fake tennis your fans. Fake tennis fans. <laughs> yeah, you only go for your faves. You don't go for any other great players. Um, no like, Andy, no tennis. Exactly, literally. So, <laughs> no Andy, no party. Um, but like when all is said and done, and you look at who we did see, we got a chance to see like Heather Watson, Joanna Conta, you know, uh, Kevin Anderson, Tiafo, um, Claire's Ganassi. Uh, Claire's favorite Marchenko. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just for clarity folks Marchenko's the player who Andy lost to in that challenger final earlier this who year. posted the hashtag yes. hashtag I beat Murray yeah. the sorest loser uh, sorry the sorest, sorest winner disappointing, ever yeah disappointingly sorest winner he won uh, yeah. but um, but yeah no Claire, Claire was giving him daggers but no generally speaking like the, the, the players that we saw like it was such a such a good time wasn't it and like the weather was great it was brilliant and, yeah it was yeah. It was a brilliant, brilliant experience, and it could have only been made better, Peter, if you'd if you'd been there. But you know what? Our time will come. Our time will come to meet you in person yes. as well, Peter. Can, can we can we also just tell Peter briefly yeah. about the fact that you um almost broke a picnic table trying to open up your bottles of Copperberg cider? You're gonna get me in trouble with the Nottingham security team here, Claire. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I mean it's done now. But, it's done now. Yeah, I didn't uh, hear about uh, this. Let me let me quickly clarify this, right? I, so I I bought I brought ciders onto the premises of the Nottingham we Challenge, which you were allowed to do. It's not like I like threw the bag over the fence and then ran around again. Um, that totally didn't happen. Um, but no, like I so had the ciders. That's fine. Already we're sitting down. Claire's getting her wine out. You know, Emily's chilling with maybe a cider as well. I think she had. But I brought ciders that were in like a bottle and that were in balls and hand brought a bottle opener. So like. I was like, right, like there's a few things I can do here. I can just accept that I'm not gonna have some ciders, you know, and that would be very sad. I would just be sitting there being sad, and nobody yeah. likes to be sad. Uh, no. So no. I was like, well, alternatively, I could like burst it open with my teeth. You ever seen people do that? And I did consider it briefly. Yeah. Uh, no. Claire and Emily were like, please do not do this. Like, <laughs> do not do this to your teeth. So I did not. I did not do that. Luckily, it's so my teeth are still intact. Um. You would have looked like a Jakey bastard, right? 
<laughs> is that how you say yeah. it? Yes, that is perfect I can't believe context. we're going to have to segue off here very briefly. Like, for our <laughs> listeners, before we started recording, Claire was teaching Peter naughty Scottish words uh, and naughty, naughty Scottish phrases. Jakey Bastard is one of the ones that Claire has now taught Peter, and Peter is now planning to go around calling everyone he dislikes a Jakey yes. Bastard. So. Um, so... See, it sounds so much more polite in Peter's accent, though, doesn't it? It does, it does. Like, if I say it, it's a proper insult, like, you are a jakey bastard. Yeah, like, Marchenko Peter? is a jakey bastard, yeah, absolutely. Marchenko, you're a jakey yeah, bastard. Yeah, absolutely. Whereas Peter says it, and it sounds really nice, like, oh, that sounds lovely. Yeah. What's what a jakey bastard? <laughs> Just a jakey bastard. Oh, but, like, Peter's, so, like, uh, Peter's got, like, such an upbeat accent, you know what I mean? Like, so he just makes it sound like a happy... Are you like trying to say that I don't have an upbeat uh, accent, Scott? I'm saying that you have a Scottish accent. No, you never sound upbeat. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, I would have looked like a Jakey Bassett if I tried to like burst open a ball with my uh, with my teeth. Yeah. I, I did not come to that. We were sitting on this like wooden picnic bench, and I like, I think I did an alright job. Like you did not bad. Like I got bad. both the lids of my bottles <clears throat> off using the wooden bench. Like okay. wooden... and you only managed to chip away about a third of the bench. Yeah, part of the bench is were coming off, and like yeah. you know, about half the table was left at the end. But like I got I got the bottles open, and that's you know that at the end of the day, that's all we can kind of. Yeah, you know. and I, I, um, I, because I felt sorry for Scott, I gave him one of my. I had like cans mm. of, mm-hmm. um, like hard seltzer, so like soda water and mm-hmm. alcohol of some form yeah. in it. It didn't actually mm-hmm. clarify what the alcohol was, but mm-hmm. anyway, I felt sorry for Scott, so I gave him one of them while we were sitting watching. I think it was while we were watching Joanna Contes match. Yeah, and um, so because of that, you know, like Scott didn't offer me one of his bottles of cider in return later on. Uh, so I was like, right, I'm going to go and buy myself a, a little glass of wine oh yeah, here. Oh so I went went and got myself a, a wine. It was just like the little miniature miniature bottles of wine, mm-hmm. not like a full-size bottle, obviously. Uh-huh. So this this tiny little <laughs> bottle of wine cost me £5.50. <laughs> yeah. And they poured it into a plastic cup. Like, you know, like the... <laughs> The sort of plastic cups that you would take to a picnic with you. Literally, yeah. So they poured, poured it into a plastic cup and I was like, right, okay, well, I mean, this just looks... I look like a Jakey bastard drinking wine out of a plastic <laughs> cup. God. However, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take my £5.50 wine and I'm yeah. going to enjoy it. So I went and sat down and um, it started getting quite windy and I'd probably drank like half mm-hmm. of my wine out of my plastic cup. Right. And the plastic cup was so flimsy and light... <laughs> That the wind just picked it right up and spilt my five pound fifty wine oh, wow. all over the picnic table. Yeah, that did happen. That did happen. So yeah, yeah. I wasn't really feeling the love <laughs> at that point when my wine was dripping off the table. Just, and I, that's when I actually that's when I stopped myself from being a real Jakey bastard because you know you would get some people that would just suck that wine right off the wooden table. <laughs> You'd get some Scottish people who would absolutely be like, you know, piling that back into their glass with their hands. Um, did not come to that for Claire. Claire held herself back. No, it that. didn't. Um, but, uh, yeah, that, that, that was kind of our experience in Nottingham. Um, uh, Claire, Claire, we also got on the telly, didn't we? We also got on the TV very yeah, briefly. Yeah, very briefly. we got on, got on the BBC during Heather Watson and Kate uh-huh. Walters match. I feel like we must have been on TV a handful of times. I haven't really yeah, been I through so. it. But we, we were on TV very briefly, like as 
uh, Katie Booter walks back to the baseline, you see us <laughs> on the TV going back. It is very blurry. It is very blurry. But um, if but you, we we know it's us. If you if you if you check um, our Murray Musings Twitter account at Murray Music, uh, you'll be able to see the photo. Uh, it was tweeted very recently. You can, um, you can spot you can spot Scott's um headband. My headband. My headband is quite distinctive. And yeah. My milky, milky white legs. Yeah, that's right. The, 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 Scot, the Scottish tan is on show as well. Um, uh, and and one final thing, we've already talked about Nottingham way more than we than we should have on this episode. But I mean, what what else is new for us? Some very amusing. Um, we uh, clearly, you also got your photo taken with the. Uh, I, yeah, so Scott's <laughs> to Scott probably still can't believe that I did this. Yeah, no. So we were in we, the um, crazy one way system. In Nottingham, like you had to go basically to get, well, from where we wanted to go, from where we were, under normal circumstances, you would have walked like 50 metres in one direction. But because of the one way system, we had to walk the entire way around all the other tennis courts to get pretty much back to where we started. And as we're walking down, this guy walks past. I just sort of caught him from the corner of my eye, but I was like, "Oh, that kind of looks like Neil Skupski." Oh. Is that is that Neil? Because Ken was playing. I was like, "Is that Neil?" I kind of recognise, like you know how he's got that kind of like Ken doll hairstyle, uh-huh. like you know, just quite quite perfect looking. Yep. Um, and I was like, I was like, I think I I think that's Neil. And then he turned round again to speak to whoever it was he was with, and I was like, Scott, Scott, that is Neil. <laughs> And uh, I was I, I went, Willa, like, will I go and try and get a picture with them? Scott's like, oh, I, I dare you. Are you going to do it? Are you going to do it? The next thing I know, I, it was coming out of my mouth before I even thought yeah. about it. Neil. Hi, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, Hi. who the fuck is this? <laughs> like, oh, can I, can I get a picture? And honestly, it was so, it was like, it, it was even more awkward than the time I was standing with Kim Sears waiting for my dad to get his shit together and work out how to take a picture on an iPhone because we we had to like have the, we, we had to be like socially distanced. So there's, you know, there's like a metre between us. Yeah. And we both got our masks on and we're kind of like slightly leaning forward so they're a little bit closer. And um, I'm like, I'm like smiling under my mask and then I realised no one can see me smiling. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm going to crack a joke and be like, haha, I'm smiling under my mask. And he's just like, huh, yeah. <laughs> he was like, please get me out of here. Uh... <laughs> no, but honestly, full, full respect to Claire because literally like, we're literally coming round the side of Centre Court and Claire sees him. Doesn't, like, we don't stop walking. We don't stop walking. Claire, Claire we're walking around the side. Don't break strides. Like, Claire, Claire sees him. It's like, is that him? As we're walking, we're, we, we keep walking, like, round the side. I was like, is that him? Yeah, I think that's him. I think that's him. We, do, we don't skip a beat. Claire just keeps walking <laughs> right on up to him as he's walking away and just calls out his name. Like, there is no, there is no, like, ner- there's no, like, kind of, like, stoppages. There's more, oh, should I bother? There's literally just us walking around the side right on up to Neil Skubsky. And, um, yeah, it was, it was quite, it was impressively brave. I, you know what? Credit to you, Claire. Credit to you. That's yet another kind of yep. feather in your hat that you can put there. Because, exactly. Um, exactly. And, you Imagine know. Imagine if, if it had been Andy, though, I would have been like. Yeah, you would not have been walking around right him. And that would not have been happening, let's be honest. Um, but, uh, and Claire, I do want to say I was slightly disappointed that you didn't try to, you know, ask him on our podcast, but never mind. Uh, not worry about that. That's fine. <laughs> really um, you could have just been like, instead of uh, smiling around, you could have been like, your fans are coming on my music. So, 
I could, I could have, have done that, that. and yeah, I'm really sorry, Scott. Yeah, you you could have done it as well. Yeah, no, I could have done that. Yeah, but we're not going to mention that. You were standing right beside him. Um, <laughs> you, you'd, you'd made the first contact, so uh, that was your job. That's actually in your Murray okay, well, music. That's Neil, in your Murray Musings contract, Claire. But you know, Neil, fine. if you're listening, <laughs> which, which I'm sure. You are. Um, and you ever fancy sure. coming on for a chat sure. to tell us how weird it was that the girl in the leopard print mask just shouted you for a photograph from a mile? Please feel free. <laughs> Um, but yeah, yeah, no, that was that was Nottingham. Really, really, really good fun. It was a really, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Credit to Claire for driving us down there because that was a long drive both there and back. Uh, and then Claire went on the lash after she got wrecked afterwards. Uh, yeah, did. when she got home, she went out and we now. Uh, but now we're getting into our life stories, and Peter's like, guys, can we wrap this yeah, up? No one, home? no one needs to hear. <laughs> I honestly have no idea what you just said, Claire. <laughs> so- Claire did what Claire now? Went, Claire went on the lash. On the lash. She got the r- lash means you go out and you get exceptionally <laughs> drunk. Ah. The lash. Yeah. I've never heard that song before. So thank you for clarifying. I'm just this like ep- this episode over just, here in Texas. <laughs> oh, okay. This is this, this is this episode is just Peter learning Scottish phrases, which you know we we will do an episode of Murray Music just based around that. That's fine. Um, but. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's let's not quite as smooth a segue as Claire had earlier. Let's segue. Um, it's not. It's never a really good segue when you're like, I'm gonna segue. Let's um, segue. Yes. I'm gonna change the subject now. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm actually just gonna change the topic of conversation, folks. Uh, you're listening to us. This is where we actually part ways from one part of the conversation. And we move it to another. <clears> um, okay. Let's talk about that tournament. Let's talk about Andy Murray. Let's talk about Andy. Let's talk about the main man. Uh, Let's talk about him playing two matches this week uh, at Queen's Club. Uh, Let's talk about the fact that he didn't play anymore because he lost in the second round. Uh, That's okay. I mean, I actually thought, like, I thought he was fantastic Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, against Benoit Benoit. in the first round. And what really annoyed me, Mm -hmm. and I said this on Twitter, was that Catherine Whitaker, is it Whitaker? Is that that Catherine's surname? Uh Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. On Prime, yeah, Catherine Whitaker, um, Annabelle and Greg Rosetsky were like, oh, Andy's really been helped by Benoit here, isn't he? Andy's Andy's winning because Benoit's playing terrible. And, you know, like, fuck's sake, guys. Stop, stop trying to bring him down constantly. Mm-hmm. Like, he was playing really well. He was moving really well. Yeah, he okay. Was. Okay, Benoit wasn't playing that great. He wasn't living his best life. But let's not take that away from the fact that Andy was playing good. You can only play the player you're playing. And if the player you're playing is playing terrible, that's Uh, not your fault. You just keep doing your thing. Mm -hmm. And he was playing really well. And I just feel like he doesn't deserve that kind of level of negativity, whether it's intended or not. Mm-hmm. He's worked really hard yeah. to get back on the tour and, and he's working really hard on his game and his body and his fitness. And then, I mean, I'm sure, to be honest, I'm sure he doesn't give a flying fuck like, <laughs> if he hears them say that. Like, he probably doesn't care mm. if he's even heard it. Yeah. But for me, as someone who's just so excited to see him back on court, to hear commentators been like, oh, yeah, I mean... Um, Andy's winning that first set quite comfortably, but mm. you know, helped by Benoit's terrible tennis. Like, God, get a grip, you know. <laughs> like, give the guys, give him guys credit where credit's due. 
I I hundred percent agree with everything you said, Claire. Um, it's just gonna make it really awkward when Catherine Wicker, uh, Greg Brzezinski, and uh, Annabel Croft come on our podcast. Um, <laughs> Get a grip. So, uh, slightly. Uh, Listen, I would say it to their slight, faces. Slightly like, awkward that I'm, I've just sent them quite, all emails to ask if they could come I would, on. I would quite happily have. I would quite happily have like a, a grown-up debate with them over this. Claire, Claire, that, Claire would, that's why we get, have you on Murray Reasons. That's why we have, yeah, we have you on Murray Reasons so you can start fights with potential guests. Like, that's, that's, you know, that's your role in Murray Reasons. And we know it. We, me, me and Peter are aware of it. Um, but no, I do, yeah, I'm 100% with you, especially in terms of that first match, you know. Um, I think, you know, of course, I guess it's worthwhile saying, yeah, like, I think, I, I think it's, like, fair to say... Like we can, we can see like Andy's level was really good in the match. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. Like, and it, I do think it's fair to say, you know, pairs that kind of like temperamental kind of player where you're like, he's a bit like you know, <laughs> he's a bit. You never know. Gung-ho. Yeah, you never know what you're gonna get. Yeah, with yeah. Him. you don't. You have no idea. But you're you're hundred percent right. Like you know, that that provides its own challenges. You know, and they weren't really talked about enough. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. playing someone like Ben Pair is uh, like you can't plan for it. You can't plan for it. You can't prepare for it. You can't. You, you have no idea what you're gonna get from him. So, it's that kind of level of yeah, like what's gonna happen. So like, you you can't really train for it. So you have to be prepared generally all round because who knows? Andy could have came out on court and like Ben Pair turns up and blows him off the court, right? To the exactly. extent that those same commentators and those same analysis. Um, who you've named and shamed, Claire? Uh, yeah, sorry, guys. I mean, I don't. I'm not. I'm not trying to name and shame you, but like I did do it on Twitter as well. I saw me as well. Just, um, may as well be completely honest here. But no. But to be fair to you, they were saying before the match, they were like, "Well, Pear has to go into this favorite. He has to go into this match as favorite to win it." So that's right. Yeah, yeah. Cause, yeah, cause even even Greg Greg said that right yeah. at the start. Yeah, absolutely. You so know, like one hundred percent, he's the favorite. Oh well, no, he's bloody not. Not yeah. in my eyes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I, absolutely like i think you're 100 percent right and i think it's well worthwhile like you know uh, it's all well and good being like oh you can't like analyze too much andy's like kind of level from that match but i think also you can like <laughs> you you can like he turned up and he played really well right yeah um, and what what i saw from that match was like okay like yeah he he had moments where it was a little bit flat but he did the job and he mm. got he he got the job done he won mm. but there was also those, those moments of pure muddy brilliance yeah. yep that we've seen in years gone by like that forehand down the line mm. yep. was just absolute oh, that was a beautiful vintage shot. 2013 Andy Murray brilliance mm, mm, mm. And it's like he can he can still do that. Yeah. He still got those kind of shots in him. He's he can still make those winners. Mm-hmm. He just needs to be a bit more consistent with it. And that's like he doesn't need me telling him that. He knows that. He's that's what he's working on. Yeah. That's why he's like training and in the gym and out in the courts every single day for hours and hours. And that's another reason why I get so annoyed when people are like, nah, he's done, nah like he's he, he's he's helped out by other players not doing so well and he's tired and he's this and he's that like look how hard he's working yeah can you just give him a bit of respect mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. um yeah like... anyway i've said my piece i've said my piece <laughs> and you've called Catherine, out who you want to call out Catherine, annabelle greg i will accept that apology anytime <laughs> but only if you agree to come on an episode of my music uh... if you would like to come on an episode of my music where we can discuss it civilly like grown-ups um <laughs> but yeah like did, did you guys watch the match in full like you, you watched the entire oh yeah. 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 yeah 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 like what like 
what, what, like, I thought, like, straight to there, it's really good, right? Like, I, I, yeah, I, amazing. I generally thought it was a clean performance all around from Andy. Um, Very Andy, clean like, kill. Um, I think it was Tennis TV that um, said, uh, if you could uh, use one word to describe um, the match and how Andy Murray played, what would it be? And I said, vintage, period. Yeah, it was good. Like Claire was saying, it was like a 2013 match. Yeah, hundred percent it was. He and moved it, well. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he moved fantastic. Like around that baseline. Like uh, I thought. I, I think I think the thing that Andy's just lacking a little bit is just maybe slight reaction times at the moment, which was more untrue in his second match, which I will get to yeah. in a moment, I guess. Um, yeah. but, yeah. like I think yeah, I, th- I think his movement looked fantastic. Generally, I thought like personally, like uh, you know, um. And people are always like, oh, like he's a bit slower, he's slower in the court now. But like, yeah, but like I do feel like that that can come back. He's maybe like a half step slower at the moment, but I do think like that, that he just needs the matches to so he can you know get that's into that it. rhythm. I, do you know? Yeah, he needs you know I mean? he needs match time. I think that's the that's the biggest thing he's mm-hmm. missing right now. Yeah, is match time. Yeah, and you know because he said he said himself, look, I'm doing it in practice. I'm playing against the top players in practice. And I'm going up against them, hundred mm. percent, making them work for it. But he knows as well as we do that match matches versus practice is a totally different thing. Yeah. So he he needs he needs the match time. So I just I'm so desperate to just see him get a decent run mm. at matches. Yeah, yeah, I you would. Know. I would really like to see him get past the second round. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, and just fully yeah. get his teeth into into a draw. Do you know what I mean? Like, into if a if, um, if if whoever is uh, rigging the draws at this year's Wimbledon mm. could just take that on board. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, 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 you know, if you folks are listening down in and you fancy just giving Andy an easy draw. Um, I'm wondering if the draw ceremony is uh, televised, and if not, just go ahead. Yeah, just, just go ahead. Yeah. yeah, just go ahead. Just bring that drop yeah. So, uh, num- Andy Murray, oh, Novak Djokovic, no, just put that one back. Yeah. Right, let's draw that again. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, no, put that one back. Yeah. No, Mateo, no, put that one back. Just draw it again. Just keep on drawing it until uh-huh, you get uh-huh. someone that you think, actually, I think Andy could take this guy. Oh, Marchenko. Right, <laughs> I knew, there we go. I knew Marchenko would be rough. Vengeance. <laughs> I knew that would be rough. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, no. Uh, so, yeah, like, that first match, Great, done and dusted. We were happy. I was celebrating. We were penciling in Andy to win the title after that, right? Well, I mean, I actually put it out there on. You actually did, Claire. Social yeah. media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll get to Always some of the things believe. that you've that you've predicted, Claire, such as Andy winning Wimbledon, <laughs> which I saw after you lost. Um, but um, but yeah. So uh, what what did you folks think of the match against Berrettini? Then he uh, he lost that in straight sets, didn't he? Um, yeah, I I I. I thought I actually thought he played, I thought he did play well. He wasn't as good as he was against Benoit. Yeah, no. He looked a little bit tired. He did. Um, but also, I think the difference between Benoit and Matteo was night and day. Yeah. So, like, he, he, went, he went up against a player who is in fantastic form right now. Yeah. Like, Matteo's just absolutely killing it. And yeah. he was he was out he played outstanding tennis like his serve is incredible. Oh, his serve! Got... His serve was one of the most frustrating things I've ever seen in my life. Like, and yeah. I, yeah. I, you know, 
a, a low-key, and I never advocate for violence, but I low-key wanted somebody to, like, just, like, bum-rush him on the court, just so you could be stopped out. <laughs> uh, just so, you, you know, like, just, like, push him over a wee bit. Um, just so Andy could get a few returns and play. Um, and he's, he's also got, like, a really beautiful forehand. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He also yeah. has a really beautiful face. Yeah. <laughs> Felt like I didn't I'm surprised that. I'm not the one that went there. <laughs> but I mean, he does have a great serve and a great forehand, uh-huh. and I've hyped him up ever since I saw him in the Challengers. Yeah, um, yeah. way back when. I yeah. mean, his serve is just phenomenal. It's just. Yeah. It was, I mean, it was... even the best returners, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna be hard. Like to get mm-hmm. past him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was just you know, like, it was just so frustrating to watch as an Andy fan. Like I, I was just so frustrated watching because like Andy, you know, like yeah, I do think that like you know a two thousand sixteen Andy would have been on some of those serves like a wee bit quicker. But like even a two thousand sixteen Andy would have still like struggled with the majority of them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just because he was hitting the points, he was hitting exactly where he needed to. I I guess that's where yeah the the, the reaction times on the return. Like and he needs to kind of like tweak them up a wee bit, I think still, yeah. Um, but, like, I yeah, like I just, I just felt like there was like no answer for that serve, that like and like especially in the first set, in the first set I felt like, when Andy got the returns in play, like at least in you know, first three quarters of that first set, Andy was winning the rallies. Uh, but there was just not enough of the rallies, <laughs> like because my Matteo was like hammering down a serve winner or like hammering down a serve and then a forehand winner, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I, I felt like Andy had no uh, you could get no real rhythm against him uh, against Matteo in that match which, do you know what I mean yeah. it, do you know what it reminded me of slightly in, in a different way um, but it, I was getting flashbacks to you know what you're saying there Scott about just Andy just had no he had no rhythm he had no no real game plan to attack yeah. mm-hmm. Matteo's serve it kind of reminded me of his match against Misha Zverev at the Australian Open in yes. 2017 Ooh. where Zverev just came out and like played the match of his life and Andy had no idea what to do with it yeah uh, so uh. it kind of kind of made me think of that a wee bit not not because Matteo played the same kind of match that Zverev did mm. But just because, like you say, there was no real, Andy couldn't get into his rhythm. He couldn't. Yep. He couldn't work out a way to get around yep. what was coming at him. Mm-hmm. But I feel like being the guy that he is, he'll take that away. He'll watch that match again, and he'll look at where he he thinks he can improve and what he could have done differently. Yeah, I've got no doubt in my mind about that. Yeah, I um, yeah, I I I I would I would definitely agree with that, and I think. Yeah, like, I, I think, like, when it's all said and done, again, like, it, yeah, it was another case of Andy losing in the second round, and, of course, there was another case of, like, people being like, well, you know, like, as I'm done, like, I don't... But then, like, Berrettini went on to win the entire event, right? Like, exactly. he went on to beat another yeah. two British players in that event, he went on to beat Dan Evans and Cam Norrie just today, as we're recording this, he beat him yeah. a few hours ago, um, and won the entire title, so, like... It's always a bit less of a blow. It was, it was, it? yeah. We did say this before recording, didn't we? That like, um, you know, it kind of kind of softens it somewhat that Andy went out to you know, 
Somebody who was obviously in title winning form, yeah. literally. So yeah, um, and some people are penciling in Matteo. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how much how much you guys are buying into it, but like people are penciling in Matteo as like second favorite for Wimbledon. <laughs> like I don't know. No, I sure mean I wouldn't say that. second favorite. Yeah. That's that's I a bit. But he could make. I'd buy stock in him. Yeah, he probably he yeah. probably like top five, right? Oh yeah. Got, yeah, I I mean I I could see him. I reckon he will he'll definitely get to the quarters. Yeah. Possibly the semi-finals, depending on who he comes up against. And if he comes up against Andy, Andy will beat him. Right. Andy will absolutely demolish him. <laughs> yeah. Bury him and be like, "This is my ground." This is my ground. Um, no. So what what are you folks thinking of Andy's week at Queens overall? You think you think net positive? You are you are you even, are you are you slightly disappointed? Like if, you know, let's I'm let's never disappointed in him. No. You never. I, I think him. it was a fine showing. Yeah, you think? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I always I've taken away quite a lot of positives from it, and mm-hmm. I always just I know it's very much this is going to sound very much like the mum talking to a kid, and it's all about the taking part that counts. But I'm just so pleased to see him back when he belongs on a tennis court yeah. playing tennis. I mean, yeah. I'd be I'd be even happier if he was winning all the time. But genuinely, I am just so happy to see him out there. Mm-hmm. Like he loves tennis, mm-hmm. and I love to see him play tennis. So yeah. Yeah, and I think, yeah, I think at the end of the day, that's like what it comes down to. Like, and people I've seen, I've seen some Andy fans, a bit slightly sassier Andy fans, uh, who, uh, we won't name names. Um, be I like, know who you're talking about. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. You know about. who I'm talking about? Yeah, I might yeah, know who I'm talking, talking about. about. We might have had him on an episode of Murray Meetings before. Uh, say, uh, you know, things like, you know, I, I, I'm calling it as it is. I think Andy might be done. I think Andy might be finished. I think Andy... And it's like... Yeah, we know you're joking around, and if he's listening to this, he'll know who he is. Um, but like, I think the reason that we keep these expectations for him so high is because like, I, I do feel like that's one of the main things that Andy's earned from being as good as he is, is that we yeah. still think, and I still think, that he can come back and, you know, yeah, like, he might never reach the absolute pinnacle of, or the summit of world tennis as he did a few years ago in 2016, but... Do I believe that he can, you know, still challenge the best players in the world and come away with wins when he gets into rhythm, when he gets more matches? Yeah, I still do think that. And like, whether or not we end up being wrong, we might be, we might end up being wrong about it. Like, we might be wrong, but at the moment, I don't think we will be. I think we'll be right. Uh, I think we'll be sitting here in a future episode of my music celebrating. You know, popping party poppers, getting the champagne, and you know what? Maybe we should do that anyway. Maybe we should do that anyway because Andy came back at Queens this week, guys. They played two matches. All right. That's a cause for celebration, I think, you know? Totally. Do you not think? Yep. Like, I... I agree. Um, and there was a mess in Murray Mason's HQ after that first Benoit pair match. Like, there was, like, bottles streaming. There was me. I was crying drunkenly over my Andy cut. I'm still... I mean, I'm still picking bits of confetti out of my hair. Yeah. Peter, like, P- Peter was hanging banners at Andy out the window. Uh, it was getting intense. <laughs> Peter um, was hanging out the window? Peter was hanging yeah. out the window with <laughs> the banner, Andy Murray. Um, but... Yeah, and I, I feel like there's going to be much more parties to have in Murray Meetings HQ. Uh, that's oh, all. Just wait till Wimbledon. Yeah, oh, just oh, wait. Oh, oh. Um, yeah, I agree. General net positive. Is he going to play? And I don't think he is. Do you think he should play? And where Eastbourne? Do you think he should play Eastbourne? It's good. It's, I, I mean, he'll need to play, like, he'll need to enter the event now. This <laughs> isn't yeah. all starting tomorrow. I don't think he's playing. Yeah, it does. I mean, I, no, I can't I can see that happening. He did consider it. Um, he did consider it, didn't he? But, yeah. He, I mean, I think he he might just be... Um, he might just be thinking, well, 
practice might be better for me state state Wimbledon. Yeah, which I I get that I get that I I also like, I think, because I've I. And I do agree with people. Like, I'd love to just see him play matches. Do you know what I mean? I would love to just see him play matches. Uh, and, you know, I, I do think the more matches, the better at the moment for Andy. I do think that. Um, but I, I guess it's one of those things where if he feels like he can get the practice necessary against the players of the calibre necessary for five-set tennis um, yeah. from not entering events, then that's fine. Like, if he thinks that, then that's great. But um, I... I would have liked. I would have liked to see another another few Andy Murray matches. That's what I'm saying before Wimbledon. Well, but, I mean, I would always so. like to see more Andy Murray matches. Yeah, I would too. I would too. You know what? If Andy turns up to play in like Leith Links tennis court across the road from me, like that'd be great. Like if Andy wants to come play on the public court right outside my house, I'd love that too. Um, that'd be absolutely amazing. But I don't think he's going to be doing that. Uh, be but amazing. yeah, so I do as so as far as we're aware that you know. Queen's net success. I'm going to take it as a net success. You guys are yes. taking it as a net success. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Definitely. Um, uh, I, do you know what I also take as, like, a positive from Andy is, like, him being more active on, like, social media, for example, mm-hmm. but also he's been doing, like, a few more interviews recently. Uh-huh. It's a good segue, player. Uh, <laughs> Listen, I, if if we if we uh, if we don't if if Murray Musings doesn't say that it's a segue, is it even a thing? Uh, it's a good segue. Oh god, um, you're in a shambles. Yeah, let's uh let's come back. Let's come back to um let, let's come back we'll to We'll go women. back to my segue will we segue back to my segue? Uh, if you want to segue back to your segue, that's fine. You can segue back to your segue if you want. You wanna segue back to your segue, Claire? I won't oh, mind you segue back to your segue if you want to segue back to your segue. Peter, have you read the Times article? <laughs> so the Times article was just amazing. Um, I said that it was one of my favorite articles that um, has ever been written um, about mm-hmm. Andy. And that's, that's high praise. Um, so, Claire, if you want to start, uh, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Claire, if you want to okay. take the yeah, reins on your segue, you take the reins on your segue. I'll take the reins on my segue. So, do you know what one of the things that immediately after reading this article, right, one of the things that immediately jumped out at me, you know what just you, what you said there, Peter, about it being one of the favourite Andy articles that you've read? It's one of the few I've read that don't describe him as the boy from Dunblane and talks about what happened in Dunblane. Yeah. Because I feel that so many articles that Andy's involved in over the years, that that's something they have, like, everyone knows this. Mm. It doesn't have to be highlighted every time. And it was actually really nice reading this article and not seeing it mentioned once. Mm-hmm. Um, so just kudos to the journalist for that because I, I just don't think it's it's always necessary. But anyway, right, so moving on to the, the actual article itself. And yeah, I just, I really enjoyed reading it. I felt like I, I could hear Andy's voice mm-hmm. when I was reading it. You know, I could hear what he was saying and, you know, talking about coming off social media for six to nine months um, because it's, well, it's toxic, and yeah, it's great to see him back. I, I obviously love seeing Andy back in social media. I love like Andy's sass on Twitter, but um, I can totally understand why he's not on it. Um, and just talking about like his family life and what things were like during lockdown and the kind of dad he's become. I like reading articles that 
show that kind of personal side to him as well and it's not just about his tennis and obviously I like to hear how he's going with his practicing and, and how he feels about his body and how he thinks things can go and we will come back to that in the article but I, I also really like the the bits that just kind of give that little bit of insight to kind of like you know the money's at home sort of thing yeah mm-hmm. yeah 100% I yeah. uh uh, so uh, as as far as I remember from this article, um, because I'm terribly prepared and I don't have it up, uh, on my phone, um, so I'm not currently sitting in front of it as you guys undoubtedly are, um, but as far as I remember, it does say in the article that it, it was an interview from a few days, uh, was it while the French Open was on? Is that right? I think it, I think it said from when the French Open was just happening and Andy was getting interviewed. So it's from a few weeks back, I do believe. Uh, that the interview happened. I know it was only published this weekend, though. It's a recent... It's yeah, like a really it was just article. published uh, yesterday on just the Just published yesterday, but... But yeah. I believe it was... Um, uh, Polly uh, Vernon, excuse me, uh, yeah. was the one who interviewed him. Yeah. And I believe she interviewed him right after Naomi Osaka pulled out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that is... Yeah, like, that is referenced in it, in this article. Um, and Andy does... And he does, like, chat a wee bit about it, doesn't he? Because um, he gets asked about it. Cause, and I think uh, I think they generally ask about it, as far as I remember from the article, they generally ask about it because Andy has his fair share when he was a youngster of, you know, no, maybe not going about things particularly the right way with the media. And things, yeah, things definitely blew up in Andy's face a wee bit himself. So I think they definitely, they, they asked Andy a bit about it because Andy's opinion on it um, I, th- I think it's quite, it's quite it's quite relevant it's quite you know it's quite interesting to hear his insight because he's got his own kind of personal relationship with the media um so yeah what did you guys make what did you guys think of his answer what did you guys think D- shall we shall we read it out Does, yeah you, you guys quote read him out? directly um mm-hmm. i i think it was fair enough how he explained um his reasoning um as you're saying with uh mm-hmm. um his past with the media. Um, He says, I don't think it's been handled well by her team, uh, he tells me, and I don't think it's been handled well by the tournaments. It's become a sad affair, really. If she's dealing with depression, that's horrendous. But her team should have contacted the Grand Slams and WTA. And he said, look, she's dealing with this, and one of the things she finds difficult is being in front of the press. Is there something we can do to help with this? But her team were not engaging with the WTA and the ITF, the International Tennis Federation. Um, The fact that it's come out through a social media post from her and then um, spiraled out of control. Um, It definitely spiraled out of control. And uh, he uh, said the Grand Slams are reacting um, because it happened. um, It came one day before the start of a major. Um, But to me, the Grand Slams overreacted. Um, So, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, he, he he very much gives, like, a balanced viewpoint on the situation, which I, uh, I personally, I, I, I respect it, I, I, and I get, I get what you're saying, because I think Andy, uh, well, what I was just saying to you guys, when, when we were discussing this just before we started recording, uh, you guys remember, in Andy's early career, he would go through team members like crazy, and it used to be an on-running joke that Andy, uh, that, like, um, Andy was going through team members, to find the right person to help him win a Grand Slam. And, like, people were like, oh, maybe you're the problem, Andy. Maybe you, you need to tame your attitude to win a Grand Slam. Maybe it's not your team members. But, you know, you know if somebody's working well for you and you know if somebody's not. And I think Andy could kind of see that maybe 
the people who were advising Naomi to do these things maybe, you know, weren't, didn't, didn't always have her best interests or, you know, weren't, I, th I think, I think sometimes, especially when you're, you, you're young on the tennis circuit, somebody needs to tell you, like, you, you need a bit more of a guiding, like, guiding hand to, like, tell you, like, this is a bad idea or you shouldn't do this or you need to do, be doing, you know, things in another way. And that's not to say that Naomi uh, should be blamed for it. And I think we should state quite clearly that Andy, in these answers, in this answer, he had no point, you know, like says that Naomi's to blame for this at all. I think he's very aware that Naomi's maybe been slightly badly advised by people close to yeah. her. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I think I think he says uh, I I think from 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 what I gather from his comments, he very much feels like it's a conglomeration of different people who are to blame. But he says that he feels bad for Naomi and he feels bad for you know the the, the general situation like and the yeah. kind of like backlash. He's very empathetic and quoting him, he says, "I feel bad for the tournament. I feel bad for her, and I would be disappointed in my team if that was mm. how something like that was handled." Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. Yeah, I actually think, you know, he's he's kind of hit the nail on the head there because there should be... And, okay, we, we don't know for definite that this didn't happen mm. because, obviously, it's not something that people are privy to. Yeah. But there should be someone in her team who, as soon as this has come up, where she said, look, I, I feel anxious about doing media. My mental health is suffering. It's making me feel physically ill I don't I don't want to do it at that point that's when someone from her team should be saying okay leave it with us mm -hmm. it's th this is part of our job to take this worry away from you as much as we can mm -hmm. leave it with us and let's see what we can do yeah but that doesn't appear to have happened yeah yeah and it's sort of been left to her to to put out this statement on social media now we don't know for definite if that has been the case, but I mean, yeah, I'm 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 making assumptions here, um, and and yeah, it could have been it could have been handled a lot better, and instead it's just it's blown up, and she's she became this oh like she was the center point yeah, of the French Open. She was. That those yeah. first few days until she took the decision to withdraw from the competition, and I keep calling it a competition to a tournament, and um, now as a result, I feel that's why she's withdrawn from Wimbledon, and yeah. like she's obviously really really suffering, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. if someone from her team had stepped up and and sort of taken the taken the brunt of it. And, and, and protected her from that by being the, the one to go to the WTA and to go to the slams and go to the ITF we might not be in this position she might still be competing but doing her doing her, conf her press conferences in a different way or like having her coach do mm -hmm. the press conferences for her mm. who knows like it's just as it it's and, and, and yeah I think Andy's got it right and he's got the perfect balance on it and it, it really is a shame it's a shame for her that it's come to this and it's a shame for the tournaments and it's a shame for the fans who are missing out on seeing this incredible player mm -hmm. yeah i think um like uh, because we, we we we've talked about this on an episode of murray musings before um a few a few weeks ago um and i think looking back um i i i i stick with i i definitely don't feel any differently and i i certainly feel that like 
um, Naomi. And uh, in my personal opinion, I still think that Naomi is well within her rights to skip press conferences. And I still think yep. that people, the yep. players should be totally. well within the right to skip press conferences. I think that's all totally fair and dandy. Um, but like after that, yeah, like that was like the storm period of when it was all taking place, right? Reflecting back, you're like, yeah, maybe there could have been ways to like work it around slightly better. And I, I think that Andy, Andy gives a good kind of like, you know, balanced viewpoint of of it. Um, so yeah, I, 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 I quite, I quite enjoyed. It. I would, I would highly recommend anybody um try to um I, I'm very aware as well that this article uh, is generally behind a paywall on the Times uh, website, which is very frustrating. I know that. <laughs> I know, like, free press, guys, free press. Let's not get into that. Let's not get political on this podcast. Um, but if you, do, uh, if, you do, if you do really want to read it, um, we, uh, you can make a free account with the Times. Um, and, uh, yeah, you do have to put in your car details. I know it's frustrating. Um, but it's a free account. It's a free, um, it's a free a month trial with the Times. So, literally, you could just... Make the account, get your free trial, read the article, and then cancel, I mean, it. cancel, cancel it. Cancel it. Cancel it straight away. Like, just get that cancelled and done and sorted so that no money will ever come out of your account and you'll have been able to, uh, been able to read that. That's a really good sale, Scott. Yeah, no, I, 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 I mean, I did it yesterday for the first time. I was like, oh my gosh, am I going to have to do this? And I literally, like, got it over and done with. Uh, you know what? Like, there's part of me that's like, I probably could have kept the membership for longer just to read a few articles in the Times, but like, uh, so you can do that you can do whatever you want um, but um, yeah I, I, I would recommend it. I think if, if you haven't already made a made a free account with uh, or a free or done a free trial with the Times this article is the time to do it and just because if you're an Andy fan uh, which I imagine you are if you're listening to us ramble for 50 minutes already um, so yeah I, I think this article it covers a lot of bases touches on a lot of things um, with Andy's home life as, as Claire has mentioned and as you know we've already been through um, the the more serious kind of element of the the, the Naomi Osaka situation, um, I think it gives yeah it gives like a really good kind of um, kind of overview of 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 what's been happening with Andy in the last month or so, um, so yeah we t- we we would highly recommend it. Peter, you managed to somehow get access to the article without making a free <laughs> like a free a free yeah trial, no? apparently on Twitter like uh-huh. when I've clicked on the link it was free. Um, but then when I tried to open it in Google Chrome, um, oh. and then just uh, look at the document and just go line by line through some of the good bits uh-huh. on my laptop, uh-huh. I couldn't get to it. Um, but going back to what you were saying about how it delves into his home life, yes. um, it uh, talks about how uh, Andy's a bad uh, cook. And how he couldn't make a curry and how it was watered down. Um, and that reminded me of uh, Fleabag, um, a TV show by Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Um, and how there was this really bad curry, but everyone um, kept on eating it. And no one would tell the <laughs> chef. Um, and what I would say to Andy, since he's listening to us um, as he <laughs> is a um, <laughs> loyal listener, I would put coconut milk in the curry (laughs) and so maybe that would take away from the wateriness and uh it would make it obviously a little bit more milkier and sweeter so go ahead andy take my advice please please andy do feedback on how this goes 
we 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 generally plan out how episodes are. We we, we well we don't really we don't really plan out. We did not know that Peter was gonna start up cooking with Peter and Andy on this episode. But there you go. Oh, I um, could totally see this being like. Yeah, did did, did being like an offshoot of Money Muses did, did, cooking with Peter and Andy. I would with, love that. You know what? I would I'll love clip that you some chicken fried show. rice, Andy. Um, <laughs> so yeah like th- that's that's a good example of some of the things that are covered there he also mentions that uh, uh he's not having any more him and ken are done having kids i don't know how much we believe that but like no no not sure i buy that but like, uh he says that uh kim always wanted four right and uh he he, he, says, he says he would have been fine with three but kim wanted a big family so you know Kim got what Kim wanted. Um, so, uh, but he does say that he, he thinks that they are done having kids. Uh, famous last words, Andy. Famous last words. Um, well, we'll see. We'll yeah. see. Just wait. Like, let's see what we're talking about this time next year. Yeah, let's see about that. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll be talking about your, your 10th kid, Andy. Um, in a year? In a year? That's like mathematically bottom. No, it's not. I don't know yeah. how babies run. Um, but, um, but yeah, no, really good article, folks. Really good article. It's just a shame the Times paywall. Um, but yeah, let's not get into that anymore. Uh, but yeah, find a way to read the article, guys. Find a way to read it. I think there's definitely, yeah. Get that free trial. Get that free trial to read it. Um, and, you know, he's obviously feeling positive about Wimbledon. Yeah, it's all... Yeah, exactly. Into it. <laughs> Claire, what a segue queen you are. Uh, <laughs> Listen, I'm guys. We already know I'm titling this episode "Segways." All right, all right. Hashtag you already segways. know that. I'm, so let's just point all out. Um, <laughs> listen, we all we all know that's what I'm doing. Okay. Um, so yeah, let's uh, let 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 let's head on. Yeah, because Andy says in the article, he says in the article that he can win Wimbledon. Uh, he says that. Uh, well, he's already done it twice. Yeah. So well, why can't yeah. he do it a third time? The interview. The interviewer asks him. Can you win Wimbledon? And Andy says, yeah, I could. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. And then he goes on to say that his body's feeling good uh, or, you know, his body's feeling okay. Like, that's something that I feel like we should briefly touch on. Andy said multiple times at Queen's as well, his body's feeling okay. Like, he's never his been... His body's old. His body's yeah. old. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Andy's, you know, and I see Andy's move. I see Andy's kind of playing down, playing down things, I think. I think a little bit. Like, and I, of course, Andy's never going to be 100% at all. But Andy, you know, he's good at also like tape, tempering expectations just to see what's yeah. going to happen. Um, so well, I mean, he's he's generally quite self deprecating, isn't yes, he? Yes, yes, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. So, but like he, you know, he says my tennis feels good, mm-hmm. my fitness feels good. I just need my body to catch up. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. kind of like the message that he's given out. He's yeah. like, you know, mm-hmm. I've, I've, my, my body's old. Mm-hmm. I'm 34. I'm so old. I'm so old. <laughs> like, there's no way. There's no way that I should be winning Wimbledon with the body. There's no way. But also, I could. But there's no way that I should be. But I could. Um, so, yeah, we, we see your game, Andy. We see your game. And we'll see how you do it, Wimbledon. Um. Yeah. Yeah, what, I see. Yeah, I see your game, and I raise you my belief. Yeah, yeah, yeah I raise you my belief that you are bullshitting and you're gonna win it. Um, <laughs> Polly um, Burnin ended the article saying, um, uh, "His body is a little beaten up and bruised, but still hopeful, still battling on. It would, it really would be marvelous if he won. So he can oh, win Wimbledon. Really, it really would be. Oh. Can you just, can you just imagine?" <sighs> The, the, the just the joy 
and I like I would be I would be sobbing. I would be a hysterical mess. I would be red faced, puffy eyed mess. I might at that point. I'm not sure the life would get any better. To be honest, yeah, it really wouldn't. I might. You know what? I would just bask in that glory for. And it could be happening. It could be happening very, very soon. Uh, but before, That's before the beauty we, of the sport. It is, indeed. Before we fully like, chat about Wimbledon, we will chat about Wimbledon a wee bit. We know it's a few weeks away, but we will, we will touch on it. And that's, that's the final thing we're going to finish with. We're going to finish with a brief chat about Wimbledon. You know, actually, Scott, can I just correct you there? Wimbledon starts a week tomorrow. Listen, I, I'm terrible with dates. You could tell me Wimbledon yeah. starts tomorrow, and I'd be like, yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh, so you could tell me Wimbledon's already started, like, yesterday, and I'd be like, yeah, fair enough, then. Um, but, yeah, okay, it starts a week tomorrow. So, um, and we will chat about it. Uh, but one thing I very much wanted to touch on, because, you know, it's slightly topical, and we're moving on to Wimbledon. Um, Federer played this week as well. Uh, so that's another old guy in the tour, uh, who Andy knows He's a lot nearly about. 40. Nearly 40, that's crazy. He's nearly 40, mm. but hasn't Federer been nearly 40 for, like, the past seven years? He, he is, t- yeah, but is he, so he's turning, yeah, he's turning 40 this he's year. He's actually going to be 40 yeah, this year, he's going to be 40 this year. Um, and he played in Halle, yeah? Is that right? Yep. Uh, his home tournament. His home, well, yeah, his home tournament. Uh, and he won it. He's won it ten times. Uh, and he's won Queens five times. Um, bit bit rude of Roger to do Andy, but that's fine. Um, and they both, yeah, they both went out in the second round. Um, which you know, uh, was obviously sad for both fan bases, but also maybe a little bit of you know, there's a bit, of, it's a little bit poetic that both that both these aging warriors are, uh, you know. Stumbled a wee bit in uh, tournaments that they both would have, or they both have won multiple, multiple times and dominated for years. Um, and I think, you know, heading into Wimbledon, you know, all the chat is about Novak and, you know, was about Rafa. Again, we'll get onto that. But these two guys are heading into Wimbledon as well. And, you know, they're heading into Wimbledon not in the best of shape, not, not in the best of form, but like... Also, Sorry, I'm just I'm just trying to get my head around the fact that you just called Andy and Roger aging warriors. Well, they are. They are aging warriors. Am I? I'm, listen, folks, folks. I folks, ignored I'm, that comment. Can, can I just, they are aging. Listen, I'm an English student, folks. I'm an English student. I'll come out with pretentious quotes all the time. All right. Uh, like, what would you refer to them as? What, like, come on, come on. Like, what, what, like, what? Refer to them as, as seasoned veterans. Seasoned, seasoned veterans. Yes. Is that the aging, aging warrior season? Well, all right, okay, I'll give you it. Okay, 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 okay. You know what? You know what, folks? You, you know, know what? what? Take that English degree, Scott, and shove it where the sun don't shine. Wow, wow. You know what? You know Whoa. what? You are, you are damn right. Uh, okay, okay, I apologise. Right. Andy, I have, Roger, we know we know that you both like tuning in all the time. I apologise for calling you aging. You are veterans of the sport. Um, but yeah, they both went out in the second round, which, I, you know, I was obviously, but I was also like, quite like that I quite like how that's shaping up they both kind of went out in these tournaments that they both uh, you know used to dominate and there's a lot of question marks about how they're going to do in Wimbledon so it's going to be interesting to see how they deal with that and how their opponents deal with that as well right because there's going to be more pressure on those whoever they play to kind of you know perform against them so I thought that was quite interesting Um, what other Wimbledon news what other Wimbledon news did we have this week, folks? Like, everyone... Who's playing Wimbledon? Nobody? Is nobody playing Wimbledon? I'll tell you who's not. I'll yeah. tell you who's not playing Wimbledon. Because it's quite a long list. Rafa Nadal is not playing Wimbledon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stan Wawrinka is not playing Wimbledon. Yeah. David Goffin is not playing Wimbledon. Yeah. And Milos Ranić is not playing Wimbledon. Mm. That's... I mean... Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot of people. Yeah. That's a lot of people. Um... 
I guess, I guess, obviously, like, the main one was Rafa, right? Rafa actually announced that he's not playing Wimbledon and he's not playing the Olympics, which was I, I was quite surprised by. Cause, oh, yeah. Oh, the Olympics. Um, that was a big one. Yeah, yeah that was a big one. I was one, surprised I, by that. Yeah, I was quite yeah. surprised by that because this is realistically Rafa's last opportunity to compete there. Yeah. Famous last words before he, like, plays in four years in the clay. But never mind. Um, well, actually, it's three years. Yeah. yeah, it's three years to the next Olympics, and it's in Paris. So yeah, you never actually you never know. Rafa could come back and play. I could see it. I could see that'll, it. Because that'll be I I I assume the tennis will be played at Roland Garros. Uh, yeah, it will. So yeah, I guess you know. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. We'll put a pin in that, and we'll come back to that. Um, on in episode twenty twenty four. On episode yep. uh, five hundred in my meetings when we're talking about <laughs> um. Yeah, so Rafa spilled out. Um, uh, yeah, that 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 was a big one. Like, was Rafa a legitimate contender on the grass? I saw some people saying, yeah, I don't know. Um, I saw some people being like, absolutely not. <laughs> I don't think so. Mm, I don't yeah. think I, I I don't think Rafa would have won it. Yeah, this year I, if he played. I hate to say it, but I mean, he last won Wimbledon in twenty ten, right? Yeah, so... which is nuts when you think about that. That's that's crazy yeah. down. That's crazy down when you think about that. Uh, yeah, he, he, you know, in recent years, obviously, he went through a period of really having some tough times on the grass, of going out for a second round. Um, but, you know, in recent years, he got to his semis against Roger, he got, you know, he got to his semis against Novak as well, so he's kind of been picking up his grass court form, but I do, I do think after that loss at Roland Garros against Novak this year, I think he was really kind of, um, maybe like, yeah, like, obviously, probably probably a bit of fatigue. Um, I'm not sure if he has an injury, he didn't mention one, but, like, I, I do think a lot of it might be down to kind of taking his time to kind of get back his confidence after that because that would be a, that would knock his confidence, I think. That would knock Rafa a wee bit. Um, oh, totally. Do you not always think that when, when Rafa loses, or when he's losing matches like that, that, you know, people just expect him to win? Mm. Do you not think he always just has this look of just total bewilderment about him like yeah. he doesn't know what's going on he can't understand it so yeah. no one else around him could understand it mm-hmm. he just doesn't mm-hmm. he, he looks he always just looks lost yeah like when he, this happens yeah like he a lot of people are like kind of describe it it's quite like a childlike reaction actually like to yeah. him kind of i think rothenberg when we had him on kind of said that people kind of saw like a kind of childlike tendencies in him when he was younger but maybe not as much now but i do i, I do think that that is part of it but rafa is that yeah i know exactly what you mean he always expects to win and he does a lot of it he does a lot of the winning but then yeah it's almost like a kind of like he's almost like yeah he he he, he yeah he it like kind of like shocks him a little bit doesn't he like yeah. And, yeah. and you can see it in his face like i, I yeah. do know exactly what you mean so i think as much as I do think that there's probably partially to rest his body, I think he's withdrawn. Uh, he says to like preserve his body, and um, I also think like maybe to preserve his like mindset as well a little bit because that yeah that yeah, loss at that loss at Roland Garros to um, uh, to 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 Novak, which also broke Peter's heart as well. Uh, <laughs> we we won't dive into that too much. We won't talk. Don't worry. Don't worry, Peter. We won't talk about that. Um, but um, but yeah, I think I think Raf is kind of withdrawn to kind of you know help himself a wee bit, and I th- I yeah. think I think that's fair. Um, let's be honest. Other people who withdraw you, they were never winning Wimbledon. I'm joking. I'm joking. Wawrinka had it. Wawrinka might have performed. Who knows? Who knows? Like Goffan. Yeah. He was. Yeah. He was never going to win. <laughs> 
<laughs> like no, no disrespect, no disrespect to him, but he wasn't going to, he wasn't going to win Wimbledon. Oh God, um, but but the point is, like these are all like people who, if they came up against Andy on the grass in Wimbledon, might well have been. They would have, yeah. yeah. So what we're trying yeah. to say is, if anybody else in the men's draw feels like withdrawn to clear Andy's path, we're not complaining. Uh, Novak, like all of you, that'd Novak, be great. if you want to withdraw, that'd be fine. Uh, Please do. <laughs> We wouldn't. We, <laughs> we wouldn't. We wouldn't be devastated, you know. I'm. Would I, not be I'm, I'm a bit more of an. The least. Uh, <laughs> imagine, would be imagine, imagine, imagine it was. Imagine it was an Andy Novak final. Oh, let's let's not let's not talk about that. Let's not talk about Andy Novak because I feel like they might meet in the first round and then we'll cry. Um, Shut up! Don't say that. Exactly. Exactly. I'm just saying, I'm not saying it, but they might. Like, at um, least I don't have the meeting until the very end. Right. Well, you don't have the meeting until the very end. I have the meeting in, like, third round. Um, you, no, you said first round a bit ago. Well, I have the meet. You know what? Don't backtrack. I'll say first round. I'll say first round. It's oh. either first round or the final, let's be honest. Um, but, yeah, no. Uh, so, yeah, w- what we're saying is if anybody else wants to withdraw from Wimbledon just to, just to help our boy out, yeah, we're not. We're not. We wouldn't be devastated. Um, if everybody in the draw wants to withdraw, like, that'd be great. Um... But yeah, uh, yeah, quite quite a few withdrawals. Are you are you folks looking forward to Wimbledon? Are you guys looking forward to Wimbledon? Like, oh yeah, I'm buzzing, I'm for buzzing for Wimbledon. I'm excited for because it. did we mention <laughs> Scott and I got tickets? We have got tickets. Yes. We have got tickets. Um, grounds passes. Grounds. I mean, mm-hmm. I I genuinely, I really like felt my heart sink into the deepest pits of my stomach when I finally got like into the portal. Yeah. And there was there was like a hundred and two thousand people in the queue in front of me. Yeah. And when I when I logged on at first and when I saw it, I thought it said ten thousand two hundred and I was like, <laughs> Oh nice one. I've got on nice and early here and then I realised there was an extra zero at the end of it and I was like, <laughs> Oh dear oh, God. mother oh. of God, there are one hundred and two thousand people in front of me. How long did that take? In this queue. How long did that take, Claire? Yeah. Well, I had it so I had it open simultaneously. I had it open on my computer yeah. and on my iPad mm. and on my phone, right? So I was like trying to do it three different times, yeah. and um, I was still I still had like eighty thousand people in front of me in the queue for centre court tickets. Mm. By the time I'd gone through and got the grounds passes. That's and there was crazy. like there was like twenty two thousand people in front of me in the queue for grounds passes. That's nuts. I saw so many people freaking out about it. I saw so many people were like, "Oh my gosh, am I ever getting it?" What, what annoyed me was like when so I had to I had to go through the whole process twice because when I in fact it was it was more than it was more than twice. Um, Wimbledon had sent out these special access codes, mm-hmm. and when I got through to the end and asked me to choose my tickets and that like you have to unlock it. Yeah. And put in your access code, it was coming up going, no, sorry, computer says no. Oh my God, really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> your access code doesn't recognise. And so, so I had tweets about this because I've got one, I've got one My Wimbledon account. Yeah. I've got one LTE account. And yet somehow I got three separate emails with three different codes. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Uh, right, so one of one of the codes was like this sixteen digit long code, and it said this is the one that you need yeah. to get into the LTA portal. Mm. And then two, the other two emails had like I can't remember how many, but it wasn't sixteen digits. It might have been ten, a mixture of letters and numbers. Um, so I was like, 
which one is it that they want? <laughs> and the 16-digit one that I'd been saying, which was the first one I got, that was completely... I don't know what that one was yeah. because that wasn't what you had to put in when you were buying the tickets. It was one of the two 10-digit codes. Yeah. Um, so I got there... Like, eventually, I managed mm. to get through and got it all sorted and got... Um, got two grounds passes for Friday the 9th, which is men's semi-finals day. Mm-hmm. But there should also be some doubles on Yeah, yeah. that day as well. Yeah. Um, because I was a little bit like, oh, I mean, really, there's not going to be much to see yeah. around the grounds. Yeah. But actually, I think there will be. Like, there won't be as much be as, a... as if we've got grounds should... passes for week one. Yeah, but yeah. there'll still be a bit going on. And there'll be, like, there'll be some junior games going on. And I'm sure there'll be some players practising. So... Yeah. It'll, it'll just be a great atmosphere to be there. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it'll just, yeah. be, it'll just be great. Um, yeah. I, <laughs> fair play to you, Claire, for going through the Da Vinci code of trying to get tickets there. Um, <laughs> That's what it was all like. The, all the different numbers. I think I would have given I'm excited for y'all. Yeah. Peter, oh, Peter again. I wish you were coming. Peter. Peter. Come on. Like, you could just fly over. Peter. But do you know what the thing Peter. is, right? I'll this come next thinking, year or the year. I keep thinking it's ages and ages away, but Wimbledon literally starts. Peter. Peter, oh, oh, like in eight days. Peter, you can come. Let's look at Is flights. Is he still talking? Let's let's look at flights, guys. Let's look at flights. Hold on. No, but like, I want to go to EasyJet. Could you fly Wimbledon on EasyJet? Does EasyJet fly from America? No, it doesn't. Oh, okay. Listen, hey, yeah. <laughs> Wimbledon literally starts in eight days. Like, like, so we're recording this on Sunday. Uh-huh. And I'm sure Scott's going to edit it tomorrow and have it out Monday evening um, <laughs> so Wimbledon Wimbledon literally starts in a week right well in fact like qualifiers start tomorrow so if Peter was to come over like he he would be like he'd need a quarantine for like all of Wimbledon yeah which I, I personally think it would be worth it to see our faces and to meet us in person Peter but I mean if you if you don't think it's worth it that's fine if you don't love us Peter that's okay um, we we understand that you don't love us. We understand that you don't want to meet us in person. That's okay, Peter. Oh, um, I love you. But uh, um, Peter, we know for a fact that you're gonna bully us when the U.S. Open comes around. That we're not coming to see. We know that. Okay, oh, we know yeah. that. Um, but um, but yeah, no. Uh, that's Wimbledon. Yeah, Andy's playing. Andy's playing at Wimbledon, folks. Uh, and so, in the singles. you know, we just I I just I, every bone in my body is crossed. Every fiber of my being is willing him. Yeah to make it to the semi-finals mm-hmm. so that we can sit there on Murray Mound mm-hmm. with strawberries and cream and eat them with our fingers and a glass of Pims mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. cheer them on on the big screen. Like, yeah. it'd just be amazing. How, it'd be so amazing. It would just be glorious. It would just be glorious. I um, I want to leave us on that image for this episode of yeah. Andy... Doing the best that he can at Wimbledon. Let's see. Let's see how he does. Uh, we, on our next episode, I guess we'll try and record a bit earlier next week. Let's try and do that. Uh, to prepare and we, to make predictions. We should probably do that. Uh, we should probably make well, predictions. Yeah, we, need, we need another messy, uh, messy slam. Yes. Episode. we Yeah. We're definitely going to have a You know what? That, we're going to do that. We're going to do that. Yeah. We're going to do that. We're going to make this a thing now. If you folks remember, we did a messy French open chit-chat where um, I'd had a few drinks and you guys joined me and that was fun. Uh, so I think we'll do that again. Let's do that again. Let's do a messy Wimbledon drinks. Um, so get ready for that, folks. Get ready for that next week. Um, but yeah, we're, we're, we're feeling 
quietly optimistic about Andy and about how he's going to do. Um, a lot of uh, a lot of people in the in the Murray fandom maybe aren't feeling so optimistic at the moment, and that's understandable. But also, it's not understandable. Get on our hype train. Uh, I always believe. Get on our hype train. Hashtag always believe in Andy. Um, yeah, folks. Let's wrap up this episode. Any quick final mentions, folks? Are we good? Are we good? Are we are we all right? All good here. All good. I just want to say once again how amazing it was to see Andy back on the grass. Yeah. Doing yes. his thing. Mm-hmm. Love mm. it. File that under things Claire loves to see. Yeah. Love Absolutely. to see it. I want to reiterate that too. I got emotional watching Andy Murray play tennis this week. Me too. And I am happy and proud to say that. Uh, and on that note, folks, <laughs> let's wrap up this episode of Murray Meetings. Thank you all very, very much for listening to us, guys. We're always, uh, we're always so happy to know that people actually do listen to us, and we've always, re- yeah, we've we've received some great feedback on recent episodes, so we always appreciate that as well. So thank you very much, everyone, for uh, for tuning in to yet another episode of Murray Musings. I've been Scott. She's been Claire. He's been Pierre. This has been Murray Musings. Thank you very much, folks. Bye, guys. Bye. 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 Bye.